This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Man, hey! <laughs> hey, Bo, how you doing, man? Merry Christmas, brother! <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, dude. Man, it is always fun to uh, to connect with you this time of year. And uh, gosh, yeah, I know it's a special week, right? So it's the eve before Christmas Eve. And, it's uh, the holiday season. Yes, sir, I, man. And of course, you know, I've been like, me. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've just been singing that song under my breath here around the shop. Like for some reason, <laughs> that is the song that stuck in my head this year. Uh, you know, some some years it's, uh, what, what's the creepy one people get all bent out of shape about? Uh, uh, so bring us some figgy outside or oh that right. one. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but this year that's the one and uh I, I don't know i think folks around the old tobacco bar are getting uh getting tired of it <laughs> okay all right fair enough fair enough man no look this is uh, this is the holiday season we got a we got a special episode for you guys and of course there's no way to make an episode of country squire radio more special than by bringing on this individual he is the man who saved christmas episode by being willing to record had my power uh, stayed out. But no, we're doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, back at Country Square Radio, Brian Levine. Round of applause, hoorays all around. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, I think it's very appropriate that, that you uh, that faithful Christian people invite a little Jewish boy to come over for Christmas. No, man, we got to have the Hanukkah contingency here. This is good. Yeah. That's right, man. The, the, That's right. Happy Hanukkah, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Or, we, uh, or as we say, hoi, 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 oi, vey. welcome to the show man we it's always a blast when you hear of course we've got a uh a very special uh episode this this week but first we've got a little bit of house cleaning and some big announcements going on uh first things first uh a lunt to remember now we've been talking about this for the last several episodes and of course this is happening on march 28th in jackson mississippi uh it's gonna be a major event and this major event just got more major joining the lunt to remember That's right. The one, the only, me. <laughs> I mean, no, this, it's a big announcement. That means we're doing a live show. We're doing a live it is, show man. from it is. Country Squire. Live show, live show from the Country Squire at the Lunt to Remember, March 28th uh, here in Jackson, Mississippi, 2020. And guess what? This is in conjunction with the Country Squire uh, tobacconist's 50th anniversary. And so if, uh, you know, if you haven't made your, uh, your trip to the Country Squire for your pipe pilgrimage, man, we would just be so honored to have you. And, uh, and this would be a perfect weekend to do it. There's going to be uh, live music. Uh, you know, we'll have, uh, obviously, the Lunting event and, uh, you know, good food and, and strong drink and all that stuff. But also pipe smokers from around the country uh, coming to join us. Uh, we just got word that our friends at Missouri Meerschaum will be uh, in attendance there. And they, uh, Phil and, and the crew were so excited about coming down to Jackson. Um, also got Max Stoke will be coming for, coming in from Scandinavian Tobacco Group. And um, man, it's just going to be a just going to be a great sweet time and just a, a lot of fellowship with uh, lunters and pipe enthusiasts from uh, from all around. And um, man, we're gonna have we're gonna have a blast. So the um, Floors Bluff State Park, March 23rd. Uh, I'm sorry, March uh, 28th, uh, 2020. And uh, if you are interested in camping, there is camping uh, there on site or uh, at nearby Roosevelt State Park. You can find all the details at lunting.org. Uh, and there's also a Facebook group that we would love for you to uh, RSVP to. But we are asking for you to RSVP uh, on the website, lunting.org. Go there. Uh, it's not. It's a free event. You can come for free, but uh, that we will 
uh, be selling a lot of uh, raffle items and some other promotional items as well. And the proceeds of all that is going to the Alzheimer's Foundation, uh, which is, um, I mean, something that is uh, near and dear to, to Scott Beidler, who uh, quarterbacks uh, the, the um, uh, International Lunting Society, uh, near and dear to his heart. So uh, just excited about that, man. Going to be a lot of fun and, uh, and some, some good fellowship. So uh, come on down, man, if you're free uh, this March. And uh, we'd love to have you here in, in sleepy Jackson, Mississippi. That's good, man. Hey, yeah, uh, Brian, and wait, if you're, if you're over the age of 50 in, in conjunction with the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the country squire, uh, Bo York is going to carry you on your back on his oh. back <laughs> during the entire month. <laughs> oh man. No, 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 not at all. That is uh that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> Brian, uh, if you would, when, when you're not talking, do you mind actually muting your mic just cause I'm getting a little bit of feedback on your ends? Nothing major, but if, if you wouldn't mind. Nope, not at all. Thanks. Appreciate it, brother. Well, man, uh, you know, <laughs> carrying notwithstanding, this is the season of giving. And uh, man, you know, on a somber note, we do have uh, something to, to kind of put out there in terms of uh, a giving opportunity, uh, courtesy our, our friends up up north, man. You want to you share about what Cody's doing? Man, that's right. Cody DeWint, our, our dear friend up in um, in Michigan, he is uh, putting together a um, just a really uh, awesome fundraiser that is very um, uh, indicative of the spirit of the pipe community, man. But um, our, our friend, longtime uh, listener and uh, and friend up in that uh, neck of the woods, Rob E., uh, who is a, a, a pipe carver, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, if you've been to Chicago or Columbus, you are probably seen some of his work, familiar with some of his work. And uh, Rob E, uh, just a just a very uh, just a very kind person, and uh, man, it, it had the terrible news of being diagnosed with mantle mantle cell lymphoma, and uh, it's very serious, very aggressive, and um, man, in, in in true to form, obviously our you know our pipe community is uh, is with him, our our prayers and um, you know thoughts are are with him and his family at this time, but. I mean, we, we are trying to put that uh, into action as well. And so uh, our good friend Cody, he is putting this um, awesome event together. It is um, going to be on February 20th, uh, 2020, which is International Pipe Smoking Day, of course. And uh, it is a Texas Hold'em style uh, tournament, uh, which is um, man, just going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, there it is the uh, smoke them if you got them fundraiser night and uh, all proceeds from this are going to go to Rob E of Rob E pipes so uh, man just really exciting again February 20th uh, 6 p.m. at Indian River Tobacco Traders um, uh, up there and uh, it's just a just a great thing so if you're able if you're in that neck of the woods uh, it is a $50 buy-in they'd love to have you what's exciting about this particularly for our listeners who are who are literally worldwide um, you know a lot of folks they're like man I'd, I'd love to be there but that's not not something that I can do, but man, how can, how can you, you know, sitting in, uh, you know, uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, <laughs> you know, contribute to this awesome event and, uh, and, and support Robbie and, and what the guys are trying to do up there. And um, man, you can actually, they're going to raffle off some awesome, and I mean, awesome uh, giveaway uh, things that are, um, that are being donated. There are a lot of folks participating in this, uh, in this event for Robbie. We've got uh, Morgan Pipes, Joe Hinkle, uh, Paul's Pipes, uh, Beard Core, uh, DR France Pipes. Uh, I mean, it just so the Country Squire obviously will be tip, chipping in some stuff. Indian River Tobacco Traders, uh, Furniture City Pipe Society. There are a, a, a host of people uh, donating some really awesome uh, things for this event. And you can buy. Uh, raffle tickets wherever you were at uh, in the world uh, and actually get in on the raffle. So uh, contact Cody DeWint, that's C-O-D-Y 
D-E-W-I-N-D-T at gmail.com, just his name, Cody DeWint at gmail.com. And you can actually buy raffle tickets through PayPal. Uh, they're, they're a dollar a piece. Uh, you can buy one, you can buy a hundred, you can buy 500, uh, however many you like, and uh, that'll give you a good opportunity to um, to snag some really good stuff and uh, obviously, you know, fun, uh, exciting things to, you know, uh, you know, benefit your pipe smoking hobby and enthusiasm, but uh, more, more important than anything, an opportunity to support uh, just a world-class uh, pipe carver and, um, and man. And so um, anyway, Bo and Brian, uh, just, uh, you know, get the word out about that. Again, uh, smoke them if you got them fundraiser night. Uh, all pro proceeds go to Rob E of Robbie Pipes. And um, again, uh, if you'd like to, you know, buy some raffle tickets, email Cody DeWint. You can do that at Cody DeWint. That's D-E-W-I-N-D-T at gmail.com. Um, that's good. Uh, you know, it's a great community that's up there. And, uh, you know, even in, you know, that's one thing that we, we've we seen in this community as a whole, but in, in the sad moments of, of struggle and tragedy, man, there's there's a lot of support. And um, if you can do that, uh, if you can kind of add to that, all the better. Man, we've got a, uh, we've got, we do have a fun show planned this week. We also have a fun show planned next week as well, just kind of tee this up. Uh, next week, we've got our best of 2019. So yeah. as, just as a reminder to all those in attendance, be sure this is a black tie event. It is not black tie option. <laughs> Tuxes, champagne, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, be there. Uh, Brian, Brian Levine, you were a winner actually last year, as I recall. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm still wearing my black tie from that. That's, that's good. Yeah, there wasn't time for your acceptance speech, but, uh, but who knows, man? Maybe, maybe, maybe this year, if you win. I mean, we don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> Never can tell. No, not at all. Look, this is, uh, we've got a, but we do have a fun episode this, uh, this year. So we're, we're doing our holiday special. We got none other than Brian Levine here. And, you know, not only is, you know, is it the Hanukkah season, it's the Christmas season, it's the season of giving. This, to me, and I mean, like, this might just be me. But this is also the season of Charles Dickens, right? I mean, like who among us did not grow up with at least like 20 versions of A Christmas Carol playing on television? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> and have you seen Mickey's Christmas Carol? It, oh, it's, a, it's great. Now that it's on Disney Plus, I can see it, you know, because before you had to fight to find that thing. But it's on <laughs> Disney Plus now. Yeah. I mean, for me though, it's all about Muppet Christmas Carol. I, I, do, I, do, uh, I do like the Muppet Christmas Carol a little bit better. I mean, it's it's the quintessential one. But what about John David? Did y'all ever watch the uh, Christmas Carol growing up? You know, we did. I, I remember reading it obviously as a young kid, and then um, you know, it, going to see it uh, even in local community theaters. I, I was reminded of that. Um, it, man, it's so cool. Our our friend Nathan Davis, who uh, does Gray Woody Pipes, he um, it, man, his daughter. Uh, just had a role as Tiny Tim, which was really cool. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and just just seeing some of these photos on uh, online of folks, uh, you know, going through that, and um, you know, with their little kids, it reminded me of those uh, times when I was a child and did uh, the magic of that, right? I mean, it kind of, you know, the the spirit of that. The um, uh, I don't know, it, uh, it 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 feeds into the Christmas season being larger than life, right? Particularly for those little ones. Well, and you think about the song, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And it always has that line, there'll be scary ghost stories, which is not necessarily something you attribute to the holiday season, except when it comes to Dickens' A Christmas Carol, because of course yeah. you've got the classic, you know, uh, Marley, but then you also have the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. So in the spirit of Charles Dickens, we are actually, this episode, taking a look into the past, into the present, into the future of the pipe world community and our own personal pipe journeys as we look at pipes of the, you know, the pipes of Christmas past, the pipes of Christmas present, 
and the pipes of Christmas future. And if you want to say that I'm reaching for content, you can just keep those emails back because no, this is a holiday one. Come on. This makes total sense. <laughs> Man, no, it's great. It, it is a good time of year to, you know, kind of reflect on um, our journey, particularly as we get into the new year as well, right? So you're thinking about, um, man, how did this year go? What are some things that are memorable, memorable about this year? We talked about uh, our best of episode uh, coming up next week. Um, and then, but then you also start to think about um, down the road, right? Like what's, what's, uh, what's around the corner? What, um, you know, I've been thinking in my mind as many changes, life changes as I've had uh, personally going on over the past couple of years, like what do I want my next year to look like? And, um, you know, professionally, you know, uh, personally in uh, relationships, marriage, uh, parenting now, finances, but, um, you know, it, all these things go with our um, kind of our, our pipe story as well, right? Our pipe uh, journey and, um, and, and kind of where has it, where has it been? Where is it now? And, uh, where is it going to, um, you know, both uh, our own, uh, you know, preferences and, and um, customs, but then also, uh, you know, where the industry is going, where is, uh, where, you know, where is, um, where's the pipe smoking culture and community going? And uh, those are fun things to think about. All right, gentlemen. So close your eyes. Just mm. think it is, it is Christmas Eve night and you've fallen asleep and it uh, just, just past midnight. And actually it's now the morning of Christmas and the clock is striking one. The bell is chiming. And all of a sudden, the light flashes, and before you is the ghost of Pipes past, who is sitting there smoking a pipe and takes you by the hand, flying you through the window into your past for a pipe memory of the past. <laughs> Brian, as our guest, why don't you, ta- why don't you start us off with uh, your pipe of the past uh, story or, or artifact or otherwise? I- I'm sorry. I was so relaxed there. I think I was seeing sugar plums dancing in my head. Uh, <laughs> So, so when you when you proposed this idea, which I don't think is a stretch, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a perfectly fine idea and one I never came up with. So, therefore, it really isn't <laughs> that much of a stretch. Um, I, you know, it it all comes for me. I go, you, know, it, it, you got to go way back because I really didn't. You know, my first the first pipe that I actually smoked, and I wish I still had it, was a corn cob pipe that I mm. bought on main street at walt disney world and i bought a pack of middleton's apple tobacco and was too embarrassed to smoke it anywhere but in the room and (laughs) didn't know what i was doing right and left the tobacco and the pipe in the trash can in the room because i thought well this was a painful waste of money um but at the at the same time so wait a sec just to be clear you purchased the pipe and the tobacco yeah. You, you didn't enjoy the experience. You were ashamed and you threw it away and then left. <laughs> I, well, I was ashamed first to smoke it in public. Yeah, I was, I, I wasn't ashamed <laughs> to smoke a cigarette in public, but uh, I, you know, I bought a corn cob pipe in more, more, most likely a Missouri Meerschaum because that's all Disney world would have carried. Of sure. course, only the best. And didn't know what I was doing and didn't really enjoy it and thought, well, you know, I'm 19 or 20 or whatever I was that week. Uh, and I, was, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to put the, you know, all right, well, well, this was a, <laughs> this was an experiment that went awry. Um, but at the same time of pipes of the past, I have sitting here my two pipes from my great grandfather who was a, lifelong pipe smoker. I mean, he died in 1986 at the age of 94 
got thrown out of his wow. house at age 14 because his father, he went out and started working at 12, 13. And one day with one of his paychecks, he bought a pipe and some tobacco and came home and father said, look, you're 14 years old. You can buy a pipe and tobacco. You're a man. Get out. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, and so, so I have a couple of his pipes. I would, you know, and, and I would really, I still have those. Um, I would really have wished that maybe by, I think he was, uh, I think I was 19 when he died. I wish I would have had a chance to actually sit and smoke a pipe with him. Um, no, that's a good one. Uh, you know, for me, you know, thinking about kind of the, the, the origins of me as a pipe smoker actually came from the first cigar I actually had, which was um, with some friends in college. Like there was a bunch of guys that hung out next to the dorm and they, they would get like them some Swisher Sweets and uh and smoke them right right outside the dorm and so i i came in and uh and tried one uh, and i was like yeah it's just I, I could get into this i like this uh which brought me to a men's group that met in college at a local uh one of the one of the guys from the local church's house and we would get there and uh we would all you know we we're supposed to be doing a bible study but we were all just sitting back smoking cigars <laughs> but there was somebody there who was smoking a pipe and I cannot remember what the style was or what the shape was or anything. I just remember, man, that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. And I, I was terrified by the prospect. But my first pipe itself was, I mean, it was a straight billiard pipe that I got from a shop that I do not believe is, is in operation anymore in Memphis, Tennessee. And I've talked before about how that experience wasn't great. But I, unlike Brian, I actually did keep that pipe. I did, <laughs> I did throw away the pipe tobacco in, in kind of this, well, this was a waste of time type situation. But I did, I did hang on to the pipe. For one thing, it was a little more expensive than I had anticipated at the time, uh, which was also part of kind of the, the negative first experience with that pipe. Um, because, I, you know, I, I almost felt like I was being swindled to some extent. Like, you know, they, they, they kind of push all this stuff on you at this, this particular shop and you know, I just, I needed, I needed to be brought up a little bit more gently, so to speak. Um, but anyway, so I, I, <laughs> I hung on to the pipe and, uh, and I, I kind of, you know, used it for, you know, from photo shoots. I actually did a uh, photography class that year, that sort of thing. And I, I just, I had it. Um, and later on, I went back again. I got a different pipe. I started smoking it while I was uh, learning to paint. And it was a much smaller bowl, a very, very small bowl. It was a church warden, straight church warden with a tiny bowl. And I enjoyed it. And I used that to kind of practice with, with the kind of the goal of getting back to that first pipe. And then once I was able to smoke that first pipe, I knew I was, I was ready to go. Um, so in terms of like, you know, the uh, pipes of the past, like that, that, bra that straight billiard pipe holds such a, like a, a precious memory to me. Uh, and, and was kind of, you know, not only was it the first, it, it also kind of became a goal. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like I, I started here and I built up to it. I started here and then had to build up to it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, yeah, so it, it has a place of prominence in, uh, in my cellar. And, you know, I've, I've thought in the past about possibly getting it uh, framed and shadow boxed up on the wall. But at the same time, I'm not really ready to put it out to pasture yet. You know what I mean? It still smokes beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could picture you just having it framed with, you know, maybe a little dagger underneath it too. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, there's, a, there's actually a, um, a framing store nearby. And I, for, for Christmas this year, actually, I got my wife. Uh, we, we have this uh, chess board. Uh, we, we bought like when we were both broken in Memphis, um, we would do what we call change dates. And we would collect up uh, quarters and just change. And then when we had enough kind of saved up in this little jar, 
uh, we would go out and buy each other coffee and we would bring this chessboard and, uh, and play chess. And we would always write down in the square the various places that we played chess. And um, we finally finished this board <laughs> about, about six years ago. We didn't fill it up as much as we used to before that. Um, something happens. Maybe two things happens. Sucked up a lot of time, energy, and money. Don't know what those could be. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, but no, we we finished it. We started at Memphis, Tennessee and finished it here in Houston, Texas. And so I got that, took that to a framing shop uh, and uh, and got it framed for for a Christmas gift. But while I was there, they had all of these shadow boxes, man. They had like, you know, pool cues and and everything else. And the first thing I thought of was that pipe. I was like, man, if if ever I go that route... um, then this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm putting it up in the shadow box and, and just put it in a place of prominence. But again, I'm not ready to put it out the pasture yet. It's a good smoking pipe. So yeah, you cool. all were so broke back then, you might have been walking in Memphis? Oh, yes. Yeah, we were definitely walking in Memphis. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before y'all sing anymore or make any other <laughs> lame comments, it's my turn. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, thinking about pipes of Christmas past, right, and 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 pipes of the past in general, um, I, a lot of things kind of came to my mind, you know, as I was, you know, kind of relaxing thinking about this episode. Um, my the first pipe I, I ever had, and of course I've told this story before. Uh, one of my first jobs uh, ever uh, actually was at Walgreens, uh, stocking the shelves at uh, at our local, um, you know, drugstore and. I remember, uh, you know, going up and down the aisle, sticking my nose in those uh, huge bags of of cheap, uh, you know, Cavendish that just has that uh, delicious smell on the aisle, probably makes your uh, tongue taste like sandpaper, but, uh, you know, perfect for the hamster cage, but boy, does it smell good in the bag, right? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it was um, one of those things where I was like, man, I've got to do this. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, my friends at the time taking up cigarettes and uh, dipping, living in the country and things like that, uh, a lot of, a lot of the chewing tobacco and um, yeah, man, I, I was just going to be the elitist, you know, patrician uh, that was going to, you know, do uh, do one better and uh, stand out in the crowd. Uh, probably the complete opposite of what uh, Brian wanted to do. He was ashamed, uh, you know, through his <laughs> through his pipe in the trash because he didn't want to be seen with it in public. And boy, golly, I wanted people know to know that I was uh, that I was better than them. So I smoked a pipe and I did it proudly. <laughs> yes, sir. My, that first pipe was a uh, man, a Dr. Grapebow that I got uh, there at the Walgreens. And, um, man, you know, unfortunately I don't have that pipe anymore. And I, you know, my, my parents are actually in the process of, uh, looking for a house here in, in Jackson. When I was in college, they moved to, uh, Alabama for dad's job and they were, uh, they're currently looking, uh, for a home, uh, back here. You know, it's, it's funny when you have a grandkid, when you have, uh, your, your child, first child, it kind of gives these folks, uh, incentive to, to maybe move a little closer to you for some <laughs> strange reason. I don't know, but coming back this way and, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping there's that hope that as they dig through a lot of their stuff and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, culling some things, getting rid of this and that, that maybe that old Dr. Graybo will turn up. I'm, 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 I'm kind of hopeful of that. I'm, I'm maybe at a, you know, 40% that that might be a possibility there, but, um, but I'd, I'd love for it to turn up. Um, had several pipes, you know, basket pipes through the, through the years after that. But the first pipe after that Graybo that was particularly memorable for me, um, was a, uh, was a Savinelli Trevi, um, that I bought, uh, actually at the Country Squire, but before I worked at the Country Squire, this is, uh, mm. gosh, it had to be, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. Um, 
And uh, Savinelli Trevi Smooth 606KS, a nice uh, kind of sleek, uh, generous size uh, bent billiard, you know, with that nice uh, kind of brown uh, ruby um, you know, trim to it and, um, and, and with the nice little, uh, you know, kind of silverish uh, band and uh, man, just a beautiful pipe. And I saved up for it. It was one of those things that I, I saved for and I was, um, you know, I purchased on my own, but, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have. It was one of those things where it was kind of a stretch, probably didn't need to be spending money on something like that. <laughs> but, uh, but boy, glad I did. And still uh, to this day, smoke that pipe. It's uh, if you, if you come to the country squire next to the tobacco bar uh, is a, is a sole, uh, rack of pipes kind of sitting off to themselves over to the right. And, uh, and that's all my personal pipes are, are stuck on there and, or some of them anyway. And, uh, and that Savinelli Trevi is still up there. It's still, uh, one of my favorite aromatic pipes. So, um, then, you know, just thinking about those past, um, experiences, how excited I was to get that first really nice pipe. Um, you know, how excited I was to, uh, to pick just the perfect tobacco to load up into it and to, um, you know, grace the bowl, uh, with that. That was a, that was a fun time. It really was. Um, you know, other things too, that come to my mind, uh, you know, during this time of the year, just how great, uh, it was that I started working at the country squire actually it at, a, in Christmas time, it was a December, um, of, let's see, it would have been 2011, December of 2011. Mm. And, um, and you know, it was, uh, uh, just in the middle of the holiday season, folks were coming in asking questions and uh, I was not as, you know, knowledgeable as I am today uh, by God's grace. And so, um, you know, had just, uh, you know, it did the best I could to help folks shop and learn. And uh, Mrs. Reeves, uh, Gwen Reeves, that of course founded the shop, uh, kind of taught me, um, you know, how to handle some of those questions on my feet. And it was, uh, it was fun, you know, and now many years later, uh, going through these Christmas seasons, retail. And, and now owning the shop it's um man, it's, it's crazy and it's a different it's a different perspective but um it's something i wouldn't trade for the world yeah that's good yeah let me let me jump in here before we get too far ahead into the into all this you know present and future stuff uh because you know last year we did the we did the mashup show and and this year there's two separate shows so my show came out you know yesterday or on tuesday and uh, so everybody gets two complete shows instead of mashing it up into one. But, um, you, you know, John, David, your, your Christmas present is, uh, you know, the, the pipes of Christmas present. I feel a little um, responsible for uh, because last year I asked you to, you know, to go through traditions of, you know, me having older kids, Bo having kids that are of that wonderful age where Christmas morning is a magical thing. And, oh, yeah. and John, David, you having no kids. <laughs> and, and here comes the middle of September, right? About nine months later. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, so, I, you know, so lump of coal comes out, right? <laughs> Literally <laughs> a lump of coal for Christmas. Lump yeah. of coal. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I'd like to just, you know, warn uh, Mrs. John David that, you know, maybe hunk of coal, the next version is going <laughs> to be September. But anyway, yeah. So I just wanted to put that all out there and, you know, make no, sure. that's good. And I, feel, that's... I feel like maybe I was part of the inspiration for it. You know, you felt <laughs> out of the club or something or, you know, whatever. <laughs> wow. The there wow. is something to be said for the timeliness of that, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe over a, over a pipe and a, and, and a, a stiff drink sometime, you and I can, uh, you know, talk more about the, 
the uh, epic coincidence of of that and and last Christmas time and um, and, <laughs> yeah. and and the the nine months later and now my beautiful daughter I, you know that would uh, that that probably has its own uh, its own sidebar conversation written all over it but wow, <laughs> wow. I, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying she's beautiful so I had nothing to do with it but uh, you know that's a fact you probably, yeah. you probably didn't have much to do with that either but. thank goodness she thank goodness she looks like her mama. <laughs> <laughs> The Brian Levine inspiration works every time. Yes, That's usually right. I inspire people to go the other way. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right, all right. So, so we've talked about the past. Talked about the past. So we now we've now uh, the ghost of Pipes past has 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 left us. We have all now uh, headed back to our our beds. The, the the lights have dimmed. We are now back asleep. We've gone back into that restless sleep. We've just experienced all these wonderful memories and some tragic memories of our past, and then. The clock strikes two, the bells ring, the chimes ring, and then suddenly into the room, we smell this amazing aroma of various pipe tobaccos uh, of, of the present. We, we, the lights go on, and here before us is a very large, uh, larger-than-life figure smoking a pipe and bringing us, taking us by the hand, bringing us out the door into the pipes of Christmas presents. Uh, John David, why don't you uh, start us this time? We'll go in reverse order. Yes. Yeah. Pipes, pipes of Christmas present. And, um, man, of course, I, you know, for many years now, it seems like my, my favorite, uh, pipe shape, um, you know, over the past, I don't know, as long as we've been doing this show, certainly after I started working at the country squire, but, um, you know, has been the, uh, the straight billiard kind of a, a small to medium sized bowl that that's my jam. And that's just really where, uh, you know, I've, kind of taken to uh you know those savinelli petites of course uh the bing uh shape with uh, just a nice um, kind of kind of small to medium-sized bowl a straightish uh pipe a nice uh, svelte low um you know low profile pipe something that uh, has a lot of elegance to it that's that's kind of where i live right and that seems to be <laughs> what uh i don't know probably 70 percent of my current pipe collection looks like you know it's like man does this guy have any um you know any variety in his in his heart you know looking at his pipe collection is why does he keep buying the same thing and uh and, it, and it's true man i just uh i tend to uh tend to gravitate towards that and so um yeah it, it's one of those things i i, I have a lot of uh, difficulty uh you know pulling the trigger on something that is uh that is not a straight uh pipe and um and and certainly with the um, you know kind of a kind of that medium to maybe medium small size bowl um you know i i have and we can kind of get into this in the next uh part of our segment here but i have it seems to be uh, of late uh you know been uh, growing into these larger size bowls and so I, I don't know you know what the genesis of that is but but certainly of the um of the near near present um man that's that's kind of where i live you know i like something that um is uh, kind of a nice smoke break uh pipe it um you know gives me the ability to smoke it uh, while i'm working and uh, not have to fill it too full of tobacco because i know you know working in retail you're going to be back and forth uh, always picking up your pipe putting down your pipe picking it back up and um you know for me it just seems to work uh something that's light and um and and has that frame so um also you know uh, those those virginia uh tobaccos too that's kind of where my heart is right you know it's uh those virginia virginia periques um you know that's um it, something with a lot of natural complexity and uh sweetness but you know the, from the kind of the natural flavor of the leaf and uh just those delicate flavors that are very um nuanced and um you know complementary of 
of each other. It, you know, that it really um, inspires the smoker to slow down and, uh, you know, it, it, it work hard to, to pick out those, uh, you know, tasting, uh, you know, notes and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's where I live. That's kind of my, uh, my, my pipe, pipe and pipe smoking present. That's good. All right. So my, my uh, pipe smoking present, I've got two, two kind of key moments this year that really kind of, um, uh, well, there's, it's been a very eventful year <laughs> uh, through, uh, through moving and, and just, uh, you know, getting acclimated to new schools and uh, just new status in life and everything. It's been, it's been interesting, but from a pipe smoking standpoint, there's, there's two, two moments that kind of stood out and they're, they're very recent. Uh, one of, I've talked about it on the show already, but I, I just feel like I need to mention it again because I have thought back about this night so many times. And that is uh, around Thanksgiving, um, my, my brothers and my sister, we, we, uh, my parents had left. They actually took our kids to Oxford, which is uh, north of Jackson, uh, to, go, um, well, to go to Oxford. As, uh, when, the, when Jacksonians reach a certain age, they feel this call to return back to the spawning grounds that uh, is Oxford, uh, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll, I'll put a caveat on that. Some Jacksonians, right? Some Jacksonians. <laughs> Hashtag not all Jacksonians. Uh, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Others, others feel a different, uh, different pull to Starkville. It's, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting situation there. But, uh, but no, so my, my parents uh, took the kids over to, uh, to Oxford uh, and which is of course beautiful year round. And, uh, and so they left me and my siblings and our spouses uh, back at, at the, uh, at the old home. And so we all, we all kind of went out to, we went to Cathead Vodka to, uh, to the, the local, um, uh, brewery. Uh, we just, we just kind of checked out a bunch of different places, but then we came back home and I had brought with me just a bunch of corncob pipes, uh, specifically to enjoy with, uh, with my siblings and, and my siblings in law. And so me and my brothers and my brother-in-law were out on, out on the back porch uh, and each, each got to choose kind of a Missouri Mearsham pipe and we sat back and, uh, busted out. I'm pretty sure it was, it was either frog on a log or it was cellar. Uh, you know, I mean like that, that kind of, you only smoke it if it's, a, if it's a special occasion right now. And, and I could think yeah. of a better special occasion than all of us being together. <laughs> and, uh, and it was really, it was just really, um, just a very, like a very special moment, a very special moment that, um, that I, I'll never forget. Um, so there's that. The other, the other aspect, the other thing. What happened recently was after I returned uh, to Houston, um, we had in the last couple of weeks even put out a, an episode of Country Square Radio uh, where we were celebrating uh, Brian Levine's favorite fictional uh, creatures of all time, the Ewoks. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> an episode that was directly, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, directly inspired by none other than Brian Levine. <laughs> and, and, the, and, and the, the, the unknowing of the young Mr. York. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, all right, fair, fair point, fair point. Uh, I'll, I will take all the licks that, uh, that, that is required there. But, uh, but no, so we, we did this uh, fun episode where we took a look um, because of not just Brian, but we, got, we had a bunch of people write in and, and point out that Ewoks were pipe smokers in Star Wars. And so we thought, you know what, let's do kind of a Heroes of the Bowl-esque episode about the Ewoks. And we had a ball. It was a lot of fun. We ended up, I'll, I'll say, I'll even go this far. We started out that episode not knowing where it would take us. And I think we were kind of surprised at where it took us because it, it was pretty substantial. I mean, it was a good episode. Yub, yub. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that affirmation. <laughs> and don't hold your breath. Anyway, so we got, and, and it was one of these episodes that really, 
uh, resonated with people in either a very positive or negative light. And uh, we got we got emails that were just really just loved it and and had some great thoughts on it and just kind of you know, adding some, some other commentary, uh, along into it. And then we got some emails that really did not like that episode at all. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I think I even mentioned, uh, I think on the show, but I mean, like, I don't think Ewoks had ever been that controversial since Ewoks first appeared, in which case they were that controversial. <laughs> um, but that was more controversial than Jar Jar Binks. I know, I know. I see that's and that's the thing, right? I'm glad we didn't do that Binks episode that we were planning on doing. <laughs> that that would have been uh, that would have been rough. But anyway, the the substantial divide of feedback that we got, I've never seen anything we do more beautifully kind of showcase two two corners of the pipe community. And and I, I don't look at like the pushback as negative per se. I look at it from the standpoint of like, there's just different motivations for, as to why someone would go to a pipe podcast. Um, and, you know, when, and John David and I have talked about this a lot in terms of kind of pipe nerd and pipe geek and what that looks like. And so I was sitting here in Houston, Texas by myself and I'm, I'm processing some of these emails. And at the exact same time, I'm trying to clean out my cellar. And what do I find? I find an unopened tin of Frogmorton I didn't know I had. Uh, it was like a pipe smoking Christmas miracle. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it was awesome. And so it showed up at just the right time to just the right time. Well, so and what I did, man, is I, I got this, uh, I got this out and I thought, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to open this right now, but I'm going to use this as an excuse to smoke more of my current opened pipe tobacco. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, Found found Frogmorton is essentially a special occasion in and of itself. So you know, let's let's justify another bowl here, and uh, and so I I took some time. I went out back. I busted out the phone. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do a live video. We'll go on Country Squire's YouTube channel, which has been you know desperate for content. I know a lot of people have missed us there, and I'm just gonna process some some emotions while smoking some Frogmorton, and uh, you know, had a nice little live audience that joined in, and some people caught it after the fact, and like really really good stuff. Like like it would, I felt. I've never really considered us, even back when we were pretty regular on the, on doing the YouTube live, but I've always kind of seen us as more of like cousins to the YouTube pipe community, more so than necessarily like being on the YouTube pipe community, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so, but this was the first time that I really kind of felt like, like a little bit like part of that, you know, just kind of sitting there smoking, staring at the, you know, the selfie screen and everything, sharing some thoughts and, and just getting some really good feedback from that and just some really good conversation that, uh, uh, kind of uh, sparked from that as well. And um, anyway, so so these two different pipe smoking memories of the present, one being very, you know, tied to family and one being very tied to the community that we're part of. And again, just to reiterate, and I, I was very, I think, pretty clear on the, the YouTube video that I did of this, but I mean, like, I, you know, this was not like, I'm mad that we got negative feedback. It's just more of, it's just interesting to me because it, it is like where the feedback that we came from, from both the, I loved this episode and I hated this episode, like, the source of where that's coming from, we get and we see, and we are very conscious of that when we kind of try to create content and I, you know, and we respect it. Uh, so anyway, all that to say, yeah, those are my two pipe smoking memories of the present. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bo, just to make you feel better. Um, we did something early on in our show and I won't mention what it is because we, we got such, we got such hatred for it that we actually re-edited the show and took it out. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I am the only one that, well, I, yeah. You're I the only I, man living. Everyone else was killed. <laughs> no, I still have the original version. Oh, and wow. at my funeral, they'll play it. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm, I am 
regularly reminded of what the present means. And I'm also regularly reminded of what these, these podcasts mean that we do. Um, back in La- at the West Coast Pipe show, I had, uh, in fact, I had him on the show talking about it. Uh, one of the listeners was inspired by me to, in something that I said at the show, at, on, my, on my show, to contact Pete Prevost and sit down with Pete and make five pipes, one for him and oh, one wow. for each one of his sons. So five pipes out of a single block of briar. And this Christmas, when those, when he and his four sons get together, they're going to take those pipes out and all smoke them together. Then they're going to go back into the box set and wait for them to be smoked again. Oh, That's man. awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I got an email this week from a guy that's been stationed in Afghanistan for the past year and has used that time to get <laughs> to discover podcasts and get caught up on all the episodes all in one year. Uh, and he said that it's helped him, you know, maintain a sense of, <laughs> of relaxation or reality in a strange place. And at the same time, he's also incorporated my, leading expert on my own opinion into each one of his daily briefings with his staff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that just takes it all and just says, you know, all right, be here. Um, Rob E was actually my guest on the show about two years ago. So if people want to learn more about him, go back and look at the show from November, 2017. Uh, But Rob is also a Buddhist and I've had several discussions about him about one of the things that Buddhism teaches you is to be in the, to be present and to clear out the noise and to yeah. be in the, yeah. you know, in the here and now. And what I'm going to do for Christmas is, you know, smoke a pipe. I'm going to, but I'm not going to let it distract me from being with the family and being in the present moment of the Christmas celebrations. Um, and the other thing that I'm going to do, and I've started doing it is, you know, we all have that, we all have that tobacco that we're holding for a special occasion Mm. and don't want to, you know, we don't want to crack into it because we might want to save it for a more special occasion. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of us that are pipe smokers, when we get a chance to sit down with our pipe for 45 minutes or an hour or whatever it is, I'm treating that as a special occasion. And I'm not waiting for that future stuff to happen. I'm making the present special and enjoying those tobaccos and doing some of what Rob, uh, what Rob talked about, which is, you know, enjoying the moment and being in that moment. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. That is, that is beautiful. I I love that. And I I think there is something to that. And it's very connected with the spirit of pipe smoking, right? Um, you know, the, the centeredness that comes from, um, you know, uh, selecting the pipe and the tobacco that you feel like and the, 
uh, even the tamper that you're going to use and the liturgy of going through, uh, you know, packing your pipe and uh, lighting it, tamping it, lighting it again, and, uh, you know, keeping it lit, the rhythmic uh, nature of that, it, it forces you to be present, right? It does. And, um, and, and nowadays, you know, as we continue to, you know, move in this more connected world, uh, you know, the, um, the opportunity for that uh, special 45 minutes is, uh, is less and less as time goes on. And so you're right, Brian. It's like, you know, the, don't, don't wait for the special event. The special event is, is now. <laughs> yeah. and, then there, and then there's the randomness of, you know, those magic bowls that just kind of smoke themselves and you just hold on for the ride. Yeah. You know, you really kind of never know where they are. And, you know, all these uh, deep and you know, intuitive thoughts of mine are proof that it takes manure to grow roses. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's beautiful. I mean, less beautiful with that specific analogy, but, but beautiful all the same. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. No, absolutely, man. And you're right. I mean, there's, uh, we, should all, we should all be kind of uh, uh, walking away from the, the, the pipes of the present with that in mind to continue that, that mindset of enjoying the pipes in the present. Uh, you know, I think about a, a moment that, that we shared, John David, in the present, uh, technically in the past, but it was our present at the time. And that was our presence at, uh, uh, at the headquarters of our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That happened as part of our, uh, our presence era, so to speak. It sure did, man. It sure did. Uh, man, it was so much fun going up there and uh, hanging out with our family up there in, uh, in Washington, Missouri. And uh, a lot of folks, you know, are traveling this time of year. And if you are, uh, you know, in that neck of the woods, give them a shout. They want to see you there and uh, would be more than happy to host you. Uh, just such an awesome family. And um, we are so grateful for them here at Christmas. Absolutely, man. So if y'all got some Missouri Meerschaum pipes that you're enjoying this uh, this season, be sure to smoke them. Uh, you know, with 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 the holly, with the mistletoe. Well, don't don't smoke mistletoe. That's not good. But you know what I'm saying. Like get get the <laughs> decorations. Get a good Christmas selfie with those uh, Missouri Meerschaum pipes in there. We love to retweet those out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. And man, I don't think mistletoe is. Uh, I don't think mistletoe. So is FDA approved. So no, it's, yeah, it's we, straight we, up poison. Don't. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't want yeah, you to smoke that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's great. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. So the ghost of Christmas, or the ghost of pipe, <clears throat> the ghost of pipe present has, has left us uh, in the snow. Uh, we don't know where this came from. I'm pretty sure none of us are around snow right now. Brian, do you have snow around you right now? Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I live here. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So we're all, we're all uh, either bone dry or swampland or whatever's going on in Jackson right now. But the point is, uh, we have been left out and we are, we are now processed. We've seen uh, these, 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 these pipe stories and these pipe memories of the past. We've, we're, we're reliving and we're living in the present with the pipe stories and memories of the present. And now a shadowy figure comes towards us. And all we see aside from his dark robes is a pipe, a long church warden. Let's say it's a norting, long church warden norting pipe that's spewing out uh, dark smoke that's coming around and it's puffing around as it hazes everything around us so that we can only just barely see beyond the haze into the pipes of the future. So as we look through the haze, Brian, what do you see, man? Because of course, you've got such a great vantage point on the industry and uh, so just for you personally, but also kind of where, where do you see uh, yourself and, and the industry in, in, in a few years or, or, or a few decades? Oh boy, I got less of a future than you youngsters do, but um, <laughs> let me tell you, first of all, I'm prepared for the future. All right, don't worry about me. I got tobacco and I now have, uh, I'll say this out loud in public for the first time ever, I have 98,000 pipe cleaners that I own because I wanted to make sure that I had pipe cleaners to go with all the tobacco and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you, you've, got a, you've got a tobacco bunker. Is that what you're telling yeah. us? Your cellar yeah. has become a bunker. I may have forgotten food and water, but I'm okay with tobacco. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> the, the tobacco will help the hunger you know, go, go down. I mean, that, it has that effect. Yeah. Yeah. So and when, uh, when, when Bo proposed this, I thought, you know, there's two things that came to my mind automatically. One is big picture and one is very personal. Um, the big picture is that pipe smoking will continue. It will continue to be, I, I'm, you know, sad to say that it will, but happy at the same time that it will continue and it will continue to be a more personal luxury event. Um, you know, you won't, you, you know, John David, you won't have the old timer coming into the store that comes in and buys his pound of whatever in a bag every month. And then he goes back to the hauler and, you know, smokes his pipe. Yeah. Uh, but you'll start to have, you know, you'll, you'll have more and more people that, Hey, it's Thursday night. I'm hanging out with the guys, you know, it's pipe smoking time or, you know, four or five times a week after, you know, the weather's nice. I'm going to go sit outside with my pipe and relax. And you're going to have a much more um, educated and enlightened customer base because they know exactly what they want. Um, 
and they're going to, and they're going to continue it. Um, they're just not going to, you know, they're not going to be my great grandfather smoking a, smoking a can of Granger rough cut a week. They're going to be smoking two or three bowls a week, but probably enjoying those two or three bowls a week more than what my great grandfather enjoyed in his 12 ounce can each week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's where I see the future. Um, yeah, even even here in North Carolina, tobacco country, uh, you know, home of R.J. Reynolds, home of you know, the American Tobacco Company. My local mall put up signs that says "No smoking within fifty feet of the building." Um, yeah, and I, yeah, nobody can count that high around here, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the so that's where that's where it's going. Um, for me personally, the pipe of the future that I am most looking forward to is uh, the evening of July 17th of this upcoming year, uh, because I'm going to smoke one of my Walt Disney World pipes inside of Epcot Center, and I'm going to wow. do it without getting thrown out. <laughs> wow. Is this, How uh, do you like plan on doing that? Members only lounge, or what, what happened here? My son is getting married. And oh, okay, okay. As both of them are in management at Walt Disney World, they have arranged and got a, got a discount for it, thankfully, um, for their reception to be after the park is closed at the American Pavilion at Epcot Center. Wow. And as the uh, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the wedding where I will stand up next to him as his best man. Oh man. And then after the, you know, when we get to the reception and afterwards, after I've been told after the park is closed to public guests and that we are the only ones there, there will be a couple of us there that are smokers. I'm going to stand outside the reception, you know, 10 feet away from the entrance of the building probably and look out over Epcot and smoke my pipe for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. I can sneak in while there's dancing and stuff going on. Bro, you've got to get like a selfie with the ball in the background. Like oh. that, that, that is epic. Like that needs to happen. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, well, they told us, they, they told us flat out that, um, you know, no, uh, no little drones or hovercrafts or whatever, but I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> the Disney I'm drones. Think, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a, uh, you know, getting three cameras and getting me videoed from all directions for this thing. So, that's yeah, a, that's amazing, man. Oh, yeah, that, wow. that is congratulations. Exciting. Yeah, but that's also the, you know, that that's the future for me is that, uh, you know, pretty soon I'll start to, you know, hear the uh, possible pitter patter of grandchildren. And um, I understand the draw to want to move close to them because even my wife, who does not want to move to Orlando, is now thinking, you know, Orlando might not be a bad place to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandchildren right. right there. You got the hookup. I didn't know you were just like hooked up like that, man. I mean, I knew, I know that you, you, you had the Disney connections. I didn't know you had those kind of Disney connections. Um, you know, that star Wars, uh, thing is opening up in uh, Disney, Disney world. Um, oh, know, it's the, open. Yeah. You know, not that one. I'm talking about the, the, the super deluxe experience hotel oh. thing. Yeah. The, the Halcyon. Yeah, the, yeah. We need to we need to talk about day, that. <clears throat> uh, the two day scripted Star Wars adventure. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. That that I don't even care how much it is. That's that's how willing I am to go. Like like oh, you know, you 
may not care, but your wife will. Oh, no, it, it's the kids' bank. It's, it's the kids' college fund. So you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll uh, they'll, they'll be t- they'll get scholarships. It'll be fine. Yeah, just uh, tell just start telling your kids that the tooth fairy ran out of money, and you know, just squirrel that away too. Exactly. Um, all right. So I'll I'll go next, man. So you know, we actually we did an episode. Um, gosh, months months ago called. Uh, pipes to the future or pipes of the future uh, with a, even had kind of some retro or uh, some custom art for that with kind of a back to the future-esque uh, uh, font that went with it. I was quite proud of how that turned out. But yeah, a lot of what you're touching on is exactly um, kind of in line with what our predictions are for the future in terms of what the, what the consumer looks like and kind of the way that the pipe uh, impacts the culture and the culture impacts the pipe um, playing even more significantly into the future as well. Um, for me, I, you know, I've, this, this almost kind of comes across as like a new year's resolution because in the last uh, couple of weeks, I really, there's, there's a spot in the new house that is like, it's, it's a, it's a seller. Like it's a legit seller. Not, not a, not, you know, with, with no disrespect to anybody's seller situation, but I'm, but, but I'm not talking about like a plastic box somewhere that we call a seller, which is what, you know, my seller has been historically, but like, this is actually like a tucked away shelf underneath the stairs that looks like it's made to be like a seller. And so I have been going through and especially after the last couple of episodes and uh, the wisdom and man, we're going to have so many different follow-up pipe questions coming down the line about uh, especially the aging uh, episode that we, we just put out. A lot of people have follow-up questions from that, John David. So <laughs> look forward to that in the coming year. Yeah, it's great. It's exciting. I but, got questions about that one. <laughs> but so here's the thing. I'm, I am now like looking to like get legit here and like make a nice looking seller where I can store this. I can treat my pipe tobacco right. I've combed through. I've actually taken the, the, the time to um, figure out what has, if either is hamster has, or has essentially become hamster and it's not even worth trying to revive, <laughs> uh, and what needs to be, uh, you know, tinned up and, and, and put up and, and aged appropriately. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing from a personal standpoint, what my pipe smoking future looks like is to have a legit, uh, seller with a means of displaying the pipes in such a way that I can kind of showcase them to people that, that come by and that sort of thing, especially because they've, you know, I've, I've been, I mean, this is just, I mean, you guys know how it is. I mean, we've, we've been so blessed by our amazing audience out there. Uh, and so we've been given like these gifts and these amazing pipes. And, you know, I like to, I of course enjoy smoking them, but I also like to kind of show them to people and tell them the story of, you know, you know, how this was got, gotten, who gave it to me, why they gave it to me, kind of wh- what we were doing at the time, or, you know, especially those that have been actually carved and the carver gave them to me, just incredible works of art that, um, you know, I really want to not just kind of keep away in a shoebox, but actually have on display where people can actually. Yeah, sure. So that's, I want to yeah. be a little bit more of a, um, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've made a name for myself in the world of pipe tobacco by being that eternal pipe tobacco novice. I want to be a little bit more of an aficionado or at least put forth the air of an aficionado. If that <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John David? Well, you know, obviously we, we've all had a lot of life changes, right? In the past couple of years. I mean, uh, you know, just with, uh, a lot of, you know, family stuff going on and moving and uh, businesses and careers and everything else. But um, yeah, you know, for me, obviously the, the big recent thing is um, man being a dad and uh, you know, learning, uh, learning how to do that, uh, learning how to uh, be a father and also, uh, you know, still uh, have some semblance of a good husband, (laughs) you know, and uh, you know, and and then along the side of that course uh, running a, uh, you know, business and, you know, being a successful tobacconist and, 
uh, you know, continuing to hone my skill and uh, learn and and learn from others in the in the market and in the industry. And um, yeah, I I think Brian nailed it with the with the state of the industry and the future of it. I mean, we we still today have people that. Uh, you know, come in and they get their, uh, you know, pound of BCA and walk out the door and then we see them in three weeks. And, um, you know, but I think that'll be less and less. I, th- I think you're right, Brian, that uh, as far as the industry goes, the the future uh, is probably more like the uh, the guy that goes through, um, you know, his, uh, his 10 of, uh, you know, Peterson nightcap now, <laughs> um, you know, it, in, in maybe a month and a half uh, time. And, and yeah. that that, uh, you know, uh, once a week, a few times a week, a uh, uh, ritual for him uh, when he can sneak away and just have a few private moments to himself um, or herself. Uh, you know, I think that is the that's the future of uh, of the pipe smoker, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like, you know, you, know, you mentioned, Brian, uh, it'll be probably a more educated smoker, a, a smoker that, um, you know, consumes uh, with um you know, more discrimination, uh, which, uh, you know, I think is, uh, uh, you know, these are sophisticated people that will know what they're uh, consuming and, and be happy to do so. It kind of, uh, you know, moves from, uh, you know, Jack Daniels to your, um, you know, higher end whiskey that has more, um, you know, flavor and nuance and, yep. uh, you know, you're uh, consuming something because you want a, um, you know, a, a really premium experience. And I think, uh, I think the pipe smoker of the future will, um, you know, we'll display that. So, um, you know, as for me, uh, personally, um, you know, I, I, I have found, uh, just even in recent weeks, and I think this will probably be indicative of, of, of years to come, at least certainly the next, uh, next couple of years as, as babies are tiny. Um, but, or at least baby is tiny because there are no babies, uh, currently brewing that we know of. <laughs> just want to be clear about that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, um, you know, those times where you can uh, sneak away, I have not had in the past couple of years, uh, you know, those seasons where, or those moments during the week where I really can, uh, you know, go, uh, you know, get tucked away and, and smoke my pipe for an hour and a half here and there. Um, those have just been fleeting moments uh, for me. And, and I have really fought of, over the past few weeks for, uh, for those, for those moments, for those times where I can, okay, build this into my schedule, uh, go aside and, and really smoke my pipe, uh, very intentionally, um, in that, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier with, uh, Robbie in the sense of being present, um, you know, focusing on that and really taking advantage of it, being blessed by that. Um, I, I think, you know, that is going to be a big part of my story again, uh, coming into the future here, you know, so much of the past several years is, uh, you know, we kind of have, uh, you know, poured a lot of effort into the shop here and, uh, you know, growing our business, starting our family and all that. It's, uh, you know, those, those moments have been fleeting, but, um, I, I don't know of late, uh, those, those bigger pipe bowls sitting quietly, uh, you know, by myself with a, with a book or, uh, you know, maybe with, uh, maybe with my, you know, prayer book or something and, um, you know, drinking a good cup of coffee and just really digging into, uh, some personal time. I think that's, I think that's going to be more of my own story. Um, so I, you know, I don't know, as I was kind of looking at my pipe collection, I was like, you know, I could see these bowls, uh, uh, maybe in the next few years as I acquire more pipes, uh, getting bigger and bigger. And, um, you, you know, I think, uh, I think it'll be fun to see. I think it'll be fun to see, but I do know that my pipe will continue to, 
um, minister to me as it has for so long in the middle of a, uh, just a really insane, you know, day, you always uh, can turn to your friend and, uh, and, and know that it's there to, you know, help take care, take care of you and, and take the edge off. And, and just wait one day soon, you'll be sitting out on the front porch and little Lumpa and little Hunka will be out there playing with the dog and you'll just be sitting there with your pipe and, <laughs> Brian, Brian, he's still get he's still just barely out of the out of the wheelhouse. Let's not talk about the second child. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> <laughs> Poor <Yeah>. hunka. <laughs> Keep your feet in the present, but your mind in the future. I mean, I'm giving you the old Jonah Hill, you know, shaking the head, cutting it off. Like, no, bro. <laughs> no, all right. So the smoke is cleared. Uh, the sun has come up. It is Christmas Day. Uh, we have all uh, now having remembered the pipes of the past, enjoying the pipes of the present, and looking to the pipes of the future, uh, can go and wish Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas to all our, our friends and family with, uh, with a, an extra uh, a jump, skip in our step, and a, an extra uh, uh, a bit of pipe tobacco in our bowl. And, and so uh, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night, and may God bless us one and all. So there you go, a Christmas carol-themed Little Country Squire radio for you. How about that? All beautifully written by Bo York. Oh, well, no, no, no. It's a, it's a collaborative <laughs> effort. But uh, you know what? We wouldn't, it wouldn't be a full uh, you know, Christmas special, a full episode of Country Squire radio uh, without some quick fire questions. Brian, can you stick around a little bit longer for some quick fire questions? Yeah, I got all day to go and nowhere to get there. <laughs> all right, brother. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. All right, quick fire quest Jones. Ow! All right, guys. So we got some quick fire questions. Holiday edition coming in from Kevin Tripp. Uh, all right, here we go, gentlemen. Um, all right, now he, they, this, Kevin. Kevin went all out. We've got kind of like a Santa's list. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cherry pick a little bit here on this list to to make sure that we we uh, don't retract some ground we've already gone, but also make sure we're we're tossing up some good ones to Brian. I'm gonna go ahead and start this one. This one is a good question. Good quick fire question for. For, for many, many men out there. It's a challenge for a lot of women as well, but especially for us men. Wrapping the gift. Do you wrap or do you bag? Brian oh, Levine. Bag, please. I hate wrapping. <laughs> John David. I actually am a rapper, okay? I, my, my grandmother got me to help her with this at a very young age. And, um, and I think she even, if I'm remembering right, maybe she gave me like a dollar per gift or something that I would help her wrap, you know, and, and I got pretty good at it. And I, even the other day, someone was commenting here in the shop as I was wrapping uh, a present for someone else. I, they were like, man, you, you're actually pretty good at that. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of surprising. And uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. It's kind of like my little origami project. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with gift wrapping. That does not surprise me at all. Um, all right. So the internet is a terrible place. We all, we're all aware of this. Uh, however, on occasion, uh, social media does give you something that's beneficial. And, you know, you see these things where they show you a video, how you've been doing things wrong your entire life, like eating pineapple, or you didn't know how to cap the old juice box or whatever it may be. <laughs> a video came through that just showed a square box being wrapped where all they had to do is turn it diagonally. And then it wrapped perfectly with only three pieces of tape. And that has changed my life. Like, <laughs> I, I, up until this year, I've been a bagger, but because of that video, I have switched to rapping. Now, my first one was not great. It was not my first rap out, my, my best rap album. But the, but the next, uh, the next uh, uh, rapping jobs I've done have been quite, quite good. So I think, I think I've converted, man. I think I'm a rapper. That's impressive. But, um, all right, next one. Uh, holiday specials, Christmas story or Christmas vacation? Brian Levine. 
Um, you know, pure, uh, um, um, cousin Eddie wins. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Fair enough. John David, uh, Christmas story. Okay. That, that makes that both of your, uh, both of your choices makes a lot of sense to me. Um, that's that that is appropriate i hate both these movies you can go ahead and email me or at me directly if you want to but i am like the only person on the planet that just does not like these movies (laughs) and i'll tell you what it is i'm just not a big fan of slapstick humor and that is such a big component to both these films like awkward and slapstick can't do it yeah muppet christmas carol that is that is my (laughs) uh all right here we go Ooh. Okay, this is good because, John David, this, this doesn't necessarily apply to you now, but it will in the near future. Shaking presents before being able to open them. Is that allowed in your house or is it prohibited? Definitely allowed. I, you know, I don't, maybe it'll change down the road, but I've always, I mean, you got to shake the present, right? I mean, you got to, you know, if you can kind of, you know, figure out what's inside there. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's part of the fun, right? It's, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're putting together some educated guesses. Okay, okay. Ryan? No, no, because if I wrapped it, the wrapping's going to fall off. <laughs> no, no the, but, but the one tradition that I do have is that I will take in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the vein of Johnny Carson and his old Karnak routine, I will take the present, hold it up to my head, and, to, and decipher that it is something that is obviously not going to fit in that size box. <laughs> Always, uh, always a good decision. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean more on the side of not allowed. We haven't like had like a official rule, but there have been several times I've seen the kids make for the presents and I guess I've just like instinctively shut it down uh, as it was going on. So though the rule has not been, you know, stated, it's certainly been uh, applied. <laughs> so and that's, I mean, like, you know, look, it's a rookie mistake when, when you're a kid, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You got to shake those presents. But when you're a parent, you're like, no, I bought that. Don't break it. You haven't even seen it. Yet. <laughs> yes. Santa delivered it. Well, no. So the way we do it, and I mean, I, I know Santa has different rules for different houses, but the way that uh, Santa has always kind of uh, worked within our house is that Santa delivers unwrapped presents and, uh, and, and, you know, the wrapped presents are all like family gifts and that sort of thing. But uh, when Santa comes down the, uh, the chimney, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I think it's kind of been like special requested. Hey, we don't, we don't need ours wrapped. I know some families he likes to wrap the presents for, some not. So, uh, yeah, whatever you, dear listener, or your children who are listening right now are, you know, different, different houses have different rules. But that's always the way it's been in our house. Yeah, see, at, at ours, the, you know, Santa would bring gifts to each person, but they were never the high dollar ones because mom and dad didn't want to look like cheapskates. <laughs> right, right, right. You got to balance that out. All right. And then finally, uh, and, and, you know, Brian, I think, I think you mentioned this last year, but y'all had a tree growing up, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so here's the question. Top of the tree, star, angel, or otherwise? Otherwise. What'd you have, Brian? Um, well, growing up, oh boy, I don't, you know, maybe one of those pointy, you know, it was the seventies. It was probably some obnoxious <laughs> colored, shiny plastic thing that was pointy and you shoved the top thing onto it. Right. Um, now we don't do anything. I, um, I think <laughs> I, I hate to, I hate to sound like an elitist, but we have more than one tree now because. Oh, my- 
okay. As as I have a um, as magazine I, money gets you multiple trees. I get it. I get it. Well, no, <laughs> where where I have a bunker full of tobacco, my wife has a bunker full of Christmas ornaments and has uh, an addictive problem that I support wholly because you know I can't argue it with her. Um, but on one of on one of the trees, we have these elves' feet that are on sticks, and you just shove them in there. And we've got them kind of making a crown on the top of the tree. Oh, cool! Okay, yeah. I, I dig it. What about you, John David? It's always been a star for us. I, I don't know. We um, I, I know people do angels and otherwise, and you know, nineteen seventies Archie Bunker you know, junk on the top of their tree, but <laughs> yeah, man, we, we've just always had a, always had a star. I don't know. Kind of simple. Interesting. Okay. So growing up, we had an angel and then for our first several years, uh, we, uh, as, as a married couple, we had a, a kind of angel. It was like a cloth angel. It never looked right. I think it was like the first angel my parents had that was passed down from a grandparent. And so it was kind of like a you know, like a guilt angel type deal. You know, you have to put it on the tree because you're a guilt <laughs> angel. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. I got to remember that. The angel of guilt was always like nodding down at us. Um, <laughs> and then finally, I just didn't have anything for a couple of years just because I really got sick of looking at that thing. And then also didn't want to replace it because the guilt was there. Even though the angel wasn't there, the guilt was still there. Uh, <laughs> and then last year at the end of Christmas, we got uh, when when like, you know, you know, when all the stuff goes on sale the next day, uh, I saw a really nice light up star. And I thought, you know what? I've never had a star. I always liked the concept of a star. We're getting the, you know, we're getting the star. And so we get the star and we pack it up. I totally forgot about it until this year as we're unpacking, unwrapping uh, the ornaments. And there it is. And I'm like, oh, we've been saved. And the star was up in the sky. And uh, for the first year, I'm guilt free. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Has replaced him. So, See, yeah. and a, a five pointed star sits on a tree so much better than a six pointed star. Well, that is true. You really that lose is. one of those points when you got to shove something into it. You know. <laughs> well, this this is true. This is absolutely true. Well, I just like to say for everybody's knowledge that you are my guilt angel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's awesome, man. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> well, guys, uh, once again, wonderful, uh, wonderful holiday edition of Country Squire Radio. We can't thank you enough, Brian Levine, for uh, coming on and, and being uh, being the, uh, I mean, I, I feel like this is starting a tradition. I mean, am I wrong? This feels like a tradition. Is this a tradition? It sounds like one to me. It feels, it feels right. It feels right. I mean, it, you know, you, you can't have uh, all the happy, you know, Christmas movies without the Grinch movie, right? Well, no, so, the Scrooge in this situation, right? Because he's yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> See here, kid. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. We went Charles Dickens. We had Scrooge. Uh, John David, you're clearly Tiny Tim. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm Bo Cratchit. So it works out. To, <laughs> works out. Bo Cratchit, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. It, it's, quite, it's quite possible that I'm Emperor Palpatine. Uh, are you going to do it? You're going to do it, aren't you? <laughs> no, I don't want to. Okay. Well, I could. The Let's... force is a path to some pipes some would see as unnatural. <laughs> uh, Brian Levine, uh, where can folks keep up with you? I'm sure they're uh, all aware, but for the few that, that don't, where can folks keep up with you and uh, all the amazing things that you're doing? Um, you know, the Pipes Magazine radio show uh, on iTunes. Uh, I still call it iTunes. That's how old I am. Uh, Spotify, all that stuff. Facebook, it's under my name. I'm enjoying Instagram, not quite as angry as the people on Twitter. <laughs> um, still, still kind of scarred from that. 
but yeah, just, you know, find me there, hang out. I don't care. You know, do whatever. Um, listen to the show. <laughs> I, I, I just got to say that it is all, you know, I think this needs to be a tradition because it's just great hanging out with you guys and it's, and it's great to call you friends and it's great to be part of a, uh, a, a, a beautiful little community of, you know, with you guys. Oh, likewise, man. And yeah, we I agree, brother. We agree. Hey, if you ever, uh, if you happen to make your way down to the, uh, to Jackson in March, let us know. That'd be great. Cause of course we do have the lunch to remember as uh, mentioned at the top of the show. Don't forget to uh, make your plans. Join us. Not only will you be able to enjoy your pipes, go for a nice uh, walk and meet some great folks from that amazing community, but we will be doing a live episode of Country Squire Radio right then and there. So it's going to be, it's going to be a blast. It might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. Who knows? Uh, the only way to find out is by being there. So uh, make your plans. Uh, I'll probably be camping. Uh, I've got to, I got to get that, that lined up because I, I would love to camp out in that area. Um, and then also beyond that, we hope y'all are having a happy holidays and Merry Christmas. You can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. The show's handles at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. That is going to do it for us for this week. So, uh, yeah, guys, let's go have uh, let's go have a holiday. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.